0: Hey, 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 welcome back to the House of Trauma podcast. It's your favorite podcast host, Anna Brie. And now let's get into it. Let's just take a moment to sit back, relax, and hold space for all that we've accomplished despite our failures. If you're anything like me, then occasionally, maybe sometimes always, you have you may have difficulty acknowledging and sitting in the comfort of everything that you've accomplished because your mind is constantly thinking about the things that you didn't accomplish. And I want you to ask yourself, why do you feel like it's not enough? That you haven't done enough? I constantly see... This quote kind of circulating on social media, and it talks about um, you're living in at least one of your answered prayers right now in this moment. And every time I see that, I have to sit back and think about the things that I have hoped, wished, and prayed to God for. And I, for a fact, am sitting in more than one of my answered prayers. But then sometimes I get into a space where I'm just dissatisfied with where my life is in this present moment. So, again, why do you feel like the things that you do or that you've done are simply not enough? I've. Been vocal about it before That I'm constantly Looking for the next win Looking for the next achievement Looking for the next accomplishment The next reward And That's a me problem Right And it's unfortunate Send the Cancerian um, One of my favorite YouTubers Period Period Shout out to Cancers out there everywhere. Astrology is real in my eyes. Uh, You don't have to believe. But Cindy Cancerian says, um, let go of, what is it? Like, let go of the need for accomplishments, like attaching to your self worth, essentially, is what she says. You don't have to attach your accomplishments to your self worth. Like, you are not worthy because of the things that you've accomplished. You're just worthy. You're worthy of everything. You're worthy of this life. You're worthy of everything that you have and everything that you're going to get despite your accomplishments. But again, sometimes I need constant reminders that I am worthy of everything I have despite my accomplishments. When I was younger, I my siblings called me the golden child. I think I said this before. But I felt like and maybe this is like middle child complex, middle child syndrome feeling forgotten because I always felt like my siblings were doing the wildest and the craziest things that I sometimes set back in the shadow unless I was accomplishing something. You know, whether it was good grades or, you know, I tried to participate in every extracurricular activity that I could. And while I enjoy these things and I genuinely wanted to participate in these things, I also wanted to excel in them because I didn't just want to feel worthy within my home. I wanted to feel worthy out in the world as well. Um, when I was in, what was it, 10th grade and um, I was. um working on a musical Annie at school. Right. And I remember we were going over like, we were running the show. So you sit down, you have a table, read, everybody reads through their lines. Then there's like a portion where you, uh, we go through all the songs for the musical and then we actually run the show. So we're going through the lines, the music numbers, like everything at once, like we're on stage. And so we're sit backstage And as the the leads, because I wasn't a lead in the musical, as the leads are on stage, you know, saying their lines, going through their songs, whatever. And I'm waiting backstage. One of or two of one was my friend and the other was just, you know, a fellow classmate and was on the show with me. They're both like, why are you a theater whore? (laughs) And what they meant, it it wasn't anything offensive. But they called me a theater whore because they're like, you literally know everybody's lines, the songs, the the words to every song. Like, why are you doing this? And my response was, in case one of them can't fill in, we already got somebody that can step up. Period. You know, they get sick. They fell out because you had to have a certain GPA to be able to participate in these musicals, and these plays. If anybody has to step out for any moment and it's close to showtime, we don't have to worry about somebody else stepping in and like trying to figure out their lines or memorize their lines or, you know, having to restructure the whole show. When you could just put me in their place. Right. Because hello, overachiever. I already know everything. I'm good to go. (laughs) And. You know, it was all funny games back then. But now as an adult, as I as I sit back and I think about it, why did I feel the need to be the one? Like, yeah, as soon as they if they're not the one that I'm going to be the one like I can be the one which may or may not seem like a terrible quality to have. But it wasn't so rooted in, oh, I can save the show. It was, I know that I will be the best for this role, but I didn't get it. So I have to prove myself when and if the time comes. And if I already know everything, then they'll be so impressed. They will have no other choice but to give me the role that they didn't give me before. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that sort of thing. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why don't we feel like, Were enough A lot of times we cheer so loud For others Yet we can barely celebrate our own wins Why? Why is that? Couldn't being in the musical Be just enough to celebrate? Couldn't just being a part of the production, making it through the audition phase, no matter what the role was, should have just been enough. But it wasn't. Because Annie and Daddy Warbucks and all the, the main cast members, I'm not going to go through the thing. We've probably all seen Annie. All the little the girls at the orphanage, those were main characters and I was not. And I was proud of them I was I was happy for them But I was disappointed in me Because what is it that I Didn't do well enough To get one of those roles <laughs> It's really um, It's an unfortunate space to be in And the older I get And the, the more I grow The more I realize That I'm always exactly where I need to be Always doing exactly what it is I need to be doing And that wasn't my time And those roles weren't for me And that was okay Because I had lead roles that were for me People acknowledged my theatrical genius on many occasions My old theater teacher used to tell me Um because one time I was so upset I felt like she was really hard on me And she said If I tell you everything you're doing right Then you'll never get better She was like So I'll only tell you when you mess up So you can fix that But everything else is great And I appreciate her for Acknowledging that mostly everything I did was great In the realm of theater And drama But I would be a liar if I didn't admit that her criticisms really took a toll on my confidence as an actor. And I just wish that she went about it a different way, you know, but that was then and this is now. When I want to double back to my siblings calling me the golden child <laughs> As I remember I was always so excited to let my parents know when my grades were good Which in most cases my grades were always good And um, at my high school, the first high school I went to We got progress reports um, I think each, what was it, like six weeks They went in like the semesters went in six week in- increments or something And so every third week we would get a progress report. And I'm just so happy because, again, I need that acknowledgement from them that I'm doing amazing. So I can really feel like I'm doing amazing as if the numbers on the page wasn't enough because we didn't do letter grades. We did number grades. So the numbers on the pages weren't enough validation for what I was doing. I had to show my parents and I came in and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm about to show them my progress report And I remember at the time um, Our parents weren't home So I'm like, oh, I can't wait till they get here I'm going to show them my progress report And my siblings are like, have you lost your motherfucking mind? If you show them your progress report They're going to know we got our progress report And then we're going to have to show them that our grades ain't so good Miss Perfect <laughs> And so I I didn't show them my progress report Because I didn't want my siblings to be upset You know and it wasn't even like Oh like I'm I'm scared my siblings are upset with me Like we ride together we die together Bad boys for life So We never spoke about that progress report And they never asked for it But a part of me Internally was hurting Because I never got that Validation for those good grades And sure when the actual report card comes out Three weeks later down the line They're going to want to see that. They're going to be looking for that from all of us. So I'll get the validation then. But for whatever reason, I needed it in that moment and I didn't get it. So that was um, a difficult pill to swallow. And as I progressed through life, through many challenging circumstances, many things I've already spoken about, many things I'm just not in a space to speak on yet. But as life went on, when I didn't get the validation I needed, when I didn't get the rewards or the alkaloids or whenever I faced a challenging and difficult situation, the older I got, the more I felt like I had to internalize those emotions If we don't know nothing else about me We know that I'm the queen of detachment And I learned to Not just detach from people Places and things But I learned to detach from my Emotions So I started therapy or counseling um, <laughs> A few weeks ago it's, it's been a long time coming It's most, mostly focusing On grief As I try to navigate the through my emotions um, of losing my dad. But on day one, my very first interaction with her. She noticed that I internalized a lot of emotions. She read it all on my face, even as we're discussing it. And I'm like okay just give me a second like I'm trying to pull it together and you know like bending my eyes and like trying not to cry and she's like it's okay this is a safe space you can feel those emotions whatever they are and I tried (laughs) I did I tried to release some of the emotions and feel them and kind of like lift that burden off of my shoulders but i know that i was still holding back and i know that she knows that i was still holding back so again the question comes up why do i feel the need to internalize all these deep emotions and honestly i i know the answer i grew up in an environment where weakness was not an option. Not only was weakness not an option in the eyes of my parents, I I feel, but in the eyes of my siblings and in the eyes of my peers. The minute you show a little bit of weakness is when people start to take advantage. That's the environment that I was introduced to. So I internalize those feelings Okay, I'm sad because nobody acknowledged my achievement. But that's okay. I'm just gonna hold it in and then I'll have to be bigger and better next time. So that way they have no way not to acknowledge my achievements. Oh, I'm upset because of something someone said or something someone did to me. But if I show them that I'm upset, then they're gonna think I'm weak. Not just weak, they gonna think I'm a punk. And one thing my mama didn't do was raise no punk, right? And so, I had to take the time to know myself deeper. I had to take the time to do the hard work, to dig deep within my shadows, to figure out where a lot of these things stem from. Right. We know I've been on my self-love journey and this journey is kind of like a never ending path, much like our our healing journey. They coincide together. The paths are linear. Right. So as I'm walking down these paths of self-love and forgiveness and of healing. I had to learn to hold space. I had to learn to hold space for myself and my emotions. And holding space is essentially showing up for someone, being fully present and without judgment as you sit with the person through a difficult time. it's the practice of making space for somebody else's experience and i'm usually usually <laughs> we'll we'll get into it more later but i'm usually really good at holding space for other people and not so good at holding space for myself you know it's a conscious act of being present of being open And allowing the feelings and emotions to be present in that moment. You see, the solution isn't always to feel better, but to be better at feeling. And what I believe is true for a lot of us in today's society is that We have a difficult time feeling our emotions, honestly and truly. And I've said on multiple occasions, you know, feel those emotions, feel them deeply and then move on. And now I'm getting to a space on wondering, am I moving on too fast? Am I fully feeling them in their entirety, like for the entire duration, I should say? So So what I'm realizing A thing Something that I do is I'll feel the emotions In that moment When I'm feeling them When I'm alone When I feel like I'm in a safe space And I will feel them deeply Intensely Whether It's crying, screaming, journaling, or doing whatever it is I need to do in that moment to be present with my emotions. I decompress. And then it's time to move on. Because... I don't want to be down for too long. I struggle heavily with vulnerability and that's why I need to be alone when I feel these emotions deeply. And it's very rare that I allow others in in those moments of deep emotion. Which is another thing that I'm working through with my therapist. And actually, my sister told me one. She's like, if you cry and people are around, who fucking cares? Like, if you need to let it out, let it out. But I'm not there. (laughs) I guess it's an easy way to say I'm not there yet to where I can be vulnerable in front of strangers. Hell, I can't even be vulnerable in some cases in in front of people who are close to me. Um, about a month or so ago, I remember getting a text or actually a voice memo from my sister about how my mom wasn't doing well and she was actually in the hospital and I was sitting in my jump seat and I mean only seconds away from takeoff. And I'm fighting with every fiber Of my being To hold back the tears Because not only Am I sitting in a jump seat With a co-worker I'm sitting In the front of the aircraft Facing A cabin full of A hundred plus Strangers A hundred plus passengers And I need to hold it together And it wasn't until Oh Five hours later, when the flight was over and we had deplaned, taken the shuttle to the hotel. And I locked that door. That I really felt those emotions that I needed to feel five plus hours ago. Right. And no, I'm not saying that the alternative should have been me breaking down in front of the cabin when I have a job to do. But just yet another example, when I had all rights to be emotional and I played like it was okay, that everything was fine, that nothing was bothering me, that it wasn't that big of a deal. And then when I got in my room, in my safe space, I felt those emotions deeply. Then I went to bed. And when I got up the next morning, it was time to soldier up because I felt like my mom needed me to be strong for her. And I didn't want my siblings or anybody on the, the flight to, you know, go see my mom in the hospital. My siblings, I didn't want them to see me in a state of distress. Because would that make matters worse? I doubt it would have made it better. So again, it was time to soldier up. And I felt those emotions deeply. And I I didn't allow myself to feel it for the duration of what I needed. I was not holding space for my feelings. And it's like, if you know the saying you can't love someone until you love yourself. Yeah, that. But like, if you can't. Be with yourself in your sadness How can you be with someone else in their sadness And Well I guess I can be with myself in my sadness I just can't be around other people in my sadness So (laughs) Oh my goodness maybe that wasn't That's not quite my issue But I, I do feel that it's true For Somebody out there Somebody who's listening to this You need to be with yourself in your sadness First and foremost You need to know that it's okay to feel sad Or mad Or angry or disappointed You know And it's okay to sit with that And feel those emotions deeply For the entire duration Of what you need to feel it for Don't rush your Emotions, right? The solution isn't always feeling better That's not always the solution We must accept that our feelings are natural That our feelings are real That our feelings are valid And we're allowed to feel whatever emotion it is that we want to feel And not feel bad about it In whatever space that we're in Give yourself permission To move through your feelings Of difficult emotions Safely It's safe For you to feel Whatever it is you're feeling in this moment Or in any moment You have valid reason to feel whatever it is Whether it's disappointment Heartache Give yourself grace first That same grace that you extend to other people When you feel you've been wronged Give that grace to yourself Because you deserve it It isn't something you have to earn Sit with your thoughts. And if you're having difficult sitting with your thoughts. Well, baby, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But at that point, we have a bigger issue on our hands. I've seen people say, you know, they don't they don't like to be alone. They're not okay enjoying their own company They always have to be around Other people At almost every waking moment It's time for us to find the root Of that issue So that you're comfortable sitting alone With your thoughts and emotions And it's gonna hurt Oh yeah It's gonna hurt But that's all a part of the healing process Nothing about it is pretty But who you are When you come out on the other side of that Is the real beauty And remember not to rush the process Don't, Don't be like me, don't rush the process Okay But your girl's getting better at it We're not rushing the process Right. This is the practice of making space This is the practice of showing up for yourself And being fully present without judgment No one's judging you And even if they are, who cares You're not judging you Or or you shouldn't be judging you Just take a deep breath and acknowledge the feelings behind those emotions <laughs> That's another little tidbit my therapist taught me In the first session y'all This, this has really been beneficial for me Like this, this is really great She told me not to focus on forgiving someone For what I feel they've done But to acknowledge the impact That their actions has taken on me It's something as simple as acknowledging that impact and the emotions that arose from that impact will be so much beneficial for you versus focusing on how you can solve the problem. Focusing on how you can solve being sad, being upset, being angry, being hurt. You don't have to solve it. At least not right now that's, that's not the goal here The goal here is acknowledging it Feeling it And safely working through it And feeling okay about it Because it is okay We're all humans This isn't the first time you're going to feel hurt or sad or mad Or the last You know, unfortunately Unfortunately so it's important to get to a space where you can acknowledge it and 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 move through it. Okay. I know everything in the world with technology, everything is so fast paced now. So we're just trying to get through it and go. Get through it and go. Get through it and go. I mean, time Itself is moving at such a rapid pace But you don't have to Rush through your emotions Your emotional well-being Your mental health Is your number one priority Because it all begins in your mind And you must be For lack of a better word In a stable Space Mentally In order to kind of Continue to navigate through life I know me for one If I'm not Mentally Like um, Present If there's a lot going on in my mind if, If I'm flustered If my mind is cloudy Then I don't always make The best decisions And we want to do the best we can with the time we have on this earth. So I encourage you to safely and slowly hold space for your emotions. And once we conquer holding space for ourselves, it will be a much easier task to hold space for others As they're navigating their emotional experiences A lot of times when People we love and trust And trust us Kind of present a difficult situation to us When they want to vent In a sense and get something off their chest Our natural reaction is to Want to speak But I encourage you To resist the urge To give your opinion Feedback And advice And I'm not always the best at this There are a lot of instances Where I'm Very good Very capable of holding space For other people and their emotions And then there are times When I want to offer my opinion And offer my advice And that's not always what people are looking for They want you to be present Non-judgmental Patient and respectful A month ago Give or take I was with one of my sisters And she was discussing some things about her relationship And I think my natural reaction was to give my advice because it's kind of like an ongoing thing. Right. So I'm just offering my advice because she's my sister and I love her. And I only want the best for her. And I want her to know that not only do I want the best for her, but I know she can do better. And we got into a disagreement. So a little while later. I just let her know, you know, hey, I'm never gonna try to intentionally overstep and, and, and misspeak in regards to your relationship because it's not mine. And your life is not my life to live, right? So in the future, if she ever wants advice, let me know she wants advice. And then we can have that exchange. For my my advice and my feedback Right my opinion But otherwise I'm just here to listen To hold space For her and her emotions Because maybe she's not looking for my advice Is what I came to realize Maybe she's just looking to be heard And When we Offer Our opinions sometimes It can sort of Devalue everything the person is going through Whether consciously or unconsciously You, If you don't validate their emotions And their feelings Then in turn you're devaluing it And that may cause a person to Feel even worse to feel even lower to to not want to open up again It's important not to try to fix or change or immediately resort to positivity When someone's looking to be heard And the one I'm most guilty of is resorting to positivity Because that's just I'm always looking for the upside like, okay, yeah, you had a bad day. But what about the hundred other great days that you had and the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more great days you're gonna have? Like, let's let's look forward to that. Let's not soak in the in the negativity. Well, what if just for a moment they need to soak and feel those emotions? And the minute you resort to positivity, it it almost invalidates what they're feeling. Like, okay, I can't feel sad because In a sense I should always feel positive It doesn't make them pessimistic It simply makes them human A human with human emotions A human with human feelings Don't take that from them Be that friend Be that partner That holds space For them because again, the solution isn't always to feel better Sometimes it's okay to not be okay To not feel better right now in this moment No, you, you don't want to trickle down the path of depression And just, you know, ultimately feeling sorry for yourself For an extended, extended period of time But what if For just right now I want to feel sad And I don't need you to try to make me Or force me to feel better About what's going on or what has happened Be compassionate I was watching a video on YouTube And I don't remember what it's called It's a guy, his name is Matt Matt K Something He was talking about how would you like to be held When you're feeling the most uncertain of emotions Do you want a quick fix get over it kind of thing right And something that I think is super important is to When we're feeling these deep emotions is to acknowledge Like try to again try to be more present in your body And to acknowledge in what places in your body are you feeling These emotions the most So when I was In one of my therapy sessions And she asked me You know When I'm feeling overwhelmed with grief Where do I feel it most in my body Take notice there So for me personally I feel like I I feel it most in the center of my chest Almost like there's an empty space missing Like there's a hole Figuratively where my heart is But we know the heart is um, More on the left side of the body But figuratively where my heart is I feel like there's a hole Missing Where my dad's love used to be And so she told me to Place my hand over my heart And to just breathe in And breathe out And just let whatever emotion That arises To flow through freely So in addition to placing my hand over my heart And and just focusing on my breath and, And letting whatever emotions arise Flow through freely Another great way to practice holding space for yourself Is through words of affirmation Things like I always want to hear what you have to say And my personal favorite Everything's fine Everything is always fine Everything is always working out for me It is safe to fall The Lord my God is with me wherever I go He will not leave me nor forsake me And it's important to go through the process of holding space for yourself Because it teaches us how to fully be there for ourselves In a way where we can feel the power of our own companionship It's a space where we can either begin to cultivate self-love Or feed into it in a positive way We must continuously hold love within ourselves Because love is the highest vibration And conquering that love within ourselves In the most genuine way Only further helps us to extend love To others When they also Need someone to hold space And as you continue through this practice You'll begin to See compassion and act on compassion In a totally different way You'll learn what it's like to be better at feeling Your emotions And you'll begin to feel better because of it. And I'm no expert with this. I can guarantee. So before we go, if you are in a place, in a space where you're comfortable, I want you to do this exercise with me. (sighs) Place your hand over your heart. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth in through your nose out through your mouth continue to focus on your breathing and feel whatever emotions that may arise. No matter what that emotion is, there is no right or wrong feeling. At any time. It is safe to fall. You are safe. In your own arms. Sit in this space for however long you may need to. Your emotions are valid. And your feelings are important. And when you feel necessary, when you feel comfortable... When you are ready, open your eyes. (sighs) Let this be a reminder to hold space for yourself, to love yourself, and to show up for yourself every single day. My name is Kiana Brienne. This is the House of Trauma Podcast. Don't forget to email me your advice questions to houseoftrauma at gmail.com. Always remember that I love you and I mean it. I'll see you next week.